Josh, thank you so much for coming on onto our podcast, Hashtag Towards Digital. Uh, first of all, we would like to uh, know a little bit more about you. Oh, well, thank you for having me on. I love the podcast community because it's real. So that's why I love doing them. It's, you know, real people without, you know, a news agenda. I love it. So thank you so much for having me on. Um, My journey to being an entrepreneur is actually, and now in the online education space is actually very unique. Um, because I was, when I first got out of um, college, um, I actually have a degree in theater, actually. Um, my undergrad awesome. degree is in theater and fine arts. And um, I worked in the business space for a while. I was in the pro- professional production space doing lights and sound as well as video production and all. And I was also then in sales. And I bounced between stuff. And then for I decided to career switch and become a teacher. Um, So I was actually a technology education teacher. I taught video production, graphics, photography, um, and also even woodshop for a decade. Um, And during that time, I was a curriculum consultant for the state of Virginia here in the U.S. um, And I helped mentor other new teachers when they were coming up. And I loved it, except I I just got burned out. And um, I wanted something that I had 100% control of. And I had owned side businesses. So I loved being an entrepreneur, but I wasn't all in. Um, You know, I always had that safety net of being a teacher. And I was assigned to leave and I saw how much the online education business was growing, whether it be even big corporations getting into it or even just solopreneurs creating courses. And it was awesome because people could, who needed a specific skill, to learn could go to somebody else specifically and work with them directly and learn whatever they need. And it was awesome. It's, it is as pure education as you get, except I noticed there was a problem. And is for as much as people had good intentions, there's almost nobody in this space with a bad intention of, I want to make a quick buck and get out. They're actually trying to convey their knowledge But the problem is they were concentrating only on certain skill sets. They weren't actually understanding their core product. They weren't understanding how to actually make a course. And as an educator, I was like, I can solve that. So I um, decided to enter the space and I quit my teaching job and I started going out and helping people build their courses. Some of them were brand new solopreneurs. Some of them were switching to online space from brick and mortar. And some of them are even seven figure entrepreneurs who were like, I realized my course is not as good as it could be. So I started, um, I made my own course that goes over from beginning to end. If somebody's brand new and they're like, I want to do this. And it's literally step-by-step and it's created from an educator who became an entrepreneur. So it's education first. So their product is great. And then how to sell it. Um, And during that time, I also realized people wanted to be coached on it. So I was also coaching them as well. So they had somebody directly to work with. Um, and my tagline is people call me the rogue teacher because I go about it differently. <laughs> so that's actually my nickname now online. In fact, people call me that opposed to actually my name a lot. Okay. And during that time, I started having the mantra of build epic courses because most online courses have single digit completion rates. 
Yeah. And I'm talking about even these courses that are thousands and thousands of dollars, less than 10% are finishing them. Even in the perfect setting, and this is with sky high budgets of professional education institutions and Fortune 500 companies and things like that, the most they're getting out of it was 30%. If I only had 30% of my students pass a course, I wouldn't have been a teacher for over a decade. <laughs> so, I mean, literally, I had a 99% pass rate. Wow. And I have in the, I have in the 90%. Yeah, and I'm in the, well, you know, close to 90% finish my course. Awesome. So I was like, okay, I'm going to teach other people how to do this. So, yeah. and it all comes down to... And it basically comes down to the fundamentals of what you're teaching and fulfilling your promise and not boring your clients to death with, you know, slide decks with voiceovers for days, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. So that's, that, that's the journey in a nutshell. Oh man, what, what an awesome, I mean, that's, that's exactly the stat. I mean, we see single digit completion rates and you are like yep. at 99%. Awesome. Awesome. So, so if we can, yeah. for full transparency, me. it's for full transparency. It's, it's about 80. It's a, um, it's in the about 80%. So I just want to yeah. clarify because um, there's different metrics in there for my full length course. It's actually over 80%. Awesome. That, that's really good. I mean, people don't mm -hmm. go. That's in the 99th percentile of courses. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Yes. It, even, even, um, you know, and it's because, it's getting people to finish it and love it. So yeah, yeah. So if you can tell us that what it really takes to launch and sell an online course, I mean that that would be very helpful based on the experience that you have. Mm -hmm. Well, there's really there's so many ways to go about this, and there's really two big camps in in doing this. And there's the people who there's high ticket and low ticket. So there's two, there's two very different things. There's a lot, there's people absolutely crushing it six and seven figures and more doing small courses, things that are a couple hours and you know, they're a couple hundred dollars and less. And then there's high ticket, which are anything generally, most people in that industry consider over 500. Um, so there's these two big areas. And most people that want to get into the high ticket area, they like proof of concept that what they're going to do will sell. And the easiest way to do that is actually to start by coaching it. Work with people one-on-one -on -one and solve their problem. Because then it also validates that you're, if you're missing any points that you put in the course that you might not include, but you know how to do. Um, and it validates it for them. So it helps them out tremendously um, in creating the course. If you, if it's something that's very technical, you can actually also do that via validation, do research, find out if other people are selling something in a very similar space. Because for example, let's say you have a course on, like you want to build a course, you're crushing it in the social media marketing world in a specific niche. And you want to teach other people how to do it. Nobody needs to tell you a course will sell on social media marketing. There's tons of them out there. That's a red ocean space. But if you have a specific niche and a unique way of doing it that's gotten results for your clients, you have proof of concept. 
Correct. So a lot of people will do a hybrid course. I actually build the course and coach to make sure you didn't miss anything. Um, if you're doing something like, for example, a low ticket, a lot of people will do that via offering to their audience. Say, hey, I'm thinking about doing um, a course on how to make an awesome podcast, you know, and get amazing guests, it, you know, and it'll be $47. Who's interested? And if they get response, they make it. And if you can sell it to a percentage of your audience, you can put it up in an evergreen course after that. Yeah. Um, in fact, a great, great podcaster out there as well, Justin Demirs, he talks about that a lot. Um, you know, he's in, he, he loves the low ticket space and using that first continuity. Um, you know, I personally validated mine first, um, made sure before I even offered as a coaching program. And then I started reaching out to people organically and said, Hey, this is what I do. This is my background. I can help get your results. Are you interested? And my first client actually came to me after hearing me do a Facebook live. They were like, okay. I want to learn from somebody who actually was an educator, not just a marketer who made it look shiny and pretty, but actually can right. make something that my, my students will like. So if you pay attention to your audience, they will actually tell you what they want. Got it. Awesome. Nice, nice advice, man. Um, so what is the hardest thing of uh, launching an online course and how can one overcome the same? The, the hardest part of launching one is really honing in how you're going to market it because a lot of spaces right now have become red ocean. Everybody's trying to sell a course. And so they all blend in. And if you're going to go the paid traffic route, a lot of the spaces are very expensive to even find out if it will sell. You know, you're going to be dropping, you know, as uh, Joel Orway puts it, um, the Facebook tax of just testing and testing and testing and throwing money at it until you figure out what sort of works. Um, in the organic space, you know, it takes a little bit, it's a little bit slower, but it's a much quicker way to validate it. And there's people making seven figures plus doing 100% organic. So, you know, it's really just picking something, picking one social media platform that your audience congregates, make sure they actually congregate there. Validate it by building a community and finding out if people are going to be selling it and then delivering to them. If you can do that, then you can transition to things like, you know, building out more of an, building out more offers and things like that. So really for a lot of people to get in the door, it's avoiding shiny object, making sure their course will work and then getting that first couple of sales because it validates their offer. Problem is a lot of people get started down one, like, okay, I'm going to start here and they go over here and they start trying something else. They try something else over here, pick one, validate it, get it working right before you try something else. Because a lot of people get discouraged very quickly, particularly when they're coaching or launching a course that they start and then they kind of, oh, that's not working as well as I'd like. Well, you've only done it for you know, a couple of weeks, you can't tell in a couple of weeks if it's going to work, you know? <laughs> okay. So then they go over here and they go over here and, or they concentrate on the image of their product and they're not concentrating on the quality of what they're doing and their quality of their, of their content they're putting out there and quality of their course and quality of their marketing, all of those things. They kind of either, you know, on the front, it looks great, but behind it's chaos or they don't concentrate on having the professional product they want. Okay. So that's really the big thing. In a nutshell, don't chase shiny objects. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
So, uh, George, what is the trend that you are currently seeing in the online education? Um, online educations, I mean, the, the trend is it's growing and it's going to keep growing. In fact, um, Forbes had an article on it earlier this year, I believe it was in May, um, that they're expecting that the online education space will be a $350 billion a year industry here in the U.S. by 2025. So four years from now, it's going to be a $350 billion industry. And like I tell my students, if you can capture 0.001% of that industry, <laughs> that's $3.5 million a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and, and by the way, I'm not a mathematician. If I botched up those numbers, I'm sorry, but um, I always double check them, but that, you know, but um, you know, it's, it's amazing how much it's growing and it's awesome. But with that, there's a lot of people that are going to be producing a lot of garbage yeah. and it clouds the space. So my, from what I've been seeing with my colleagues also in the space and um, things like that is the trend is really going to be quality will start counting. You know, if you're, if there were only a handful of options, quality and referrals and things like that weren't as big an issue. But now when you're having like, you can pick 20, 30 people yeah. to pick, pick to take your course from, they're going to start looking at the actual quality of what they're watching and the deliverables that come with it and the video quality. That's one of the big things that the feedback I get from my students that are like, your course content, the videos themselves are so much better than everybody else's. And I said, and without leading questions, I said, what type? I said, how does that valuable to you? And they're like, because I want to watch it. I want to keep going opposed to, you know, 45 minutes into, as, as we call death by PowerPoint, where it's just voiced over and you're like, yes, <laughs> and, and you zone out after 15 minutes because your brain can only take so much new information at yeah. per hour. Um, I think quality of what you're doing is definitely going to be the trend in 2021. Um, I've had, now, I have a number of corporate clients now that they come to me specifically to show them how to make their course content better, have the curriculum better, how can their video content that's in the course look better. And if all these people with those types of budgets and are already making sales are realizing they have to do that, entrepreneurs trying to get into the space realize they need to do it too. Yeah. Because if, if you have all of these companies that are selling already and are willing to take revenue to make it even better, you're going to have to keep up with them. Yes. You know, you can't come in with, you know, garbage content and think it's going to, it's going to work, particularly when somebody's paying, particularly in high ticket courses, yeah. you know, if somebody's paying, you know, a thousand dollars, $2,000 for a course, they want results from it. And people are starting to see through the very shallow testimonials you know, and things like that, that people are putting out there. They're really starting to see through that. And um, they, they're wanting to see, okay, what, how many, what results have you gotten out of it and percentage? Not just that one shining student that you got out of it. Like, yeah. what are their actual results? Yes. How, how many people finish your course? You know, things like that. That's starting to become a trend as well. Okay. Okay. One one final question, Josh. So sure. 
uh, what advice would you like to give uh, to other consultants, educators, and coaches who are just trying, uh, who are now trying to get into this space and who are now thinking of uh, starting this into online education? So what, what would you like to say to them? Um, the, the, the big thing I would say to them is that people want, if you're an expert in something, you're passionate about it. They want it, you know, and don't just get into an area because you think it's going to sell. You know, that's, that's what some people are like, they pick something because they think it's going to sell or they see a lot of other people doing it. You know, don't be afraid of sub niches and things like that. Like I said, you need a tiny little percentage of the market to literally have life-changing income. I mean, you really do. So don't be afraid to do that. And they really, in balance, um, their product creation and their content, there's like a fine teeter-totter balance that people have when they get into the space of imperfect action, you know, realizing sometimes stuff isn't going to come out 100% perfect. Yeah. But also still having quality. There's a definite balance there and it's a balance in your course. It's a balance in your content you put out there. You know, it's a balance in your funnels and that at some point you need to pull the trigger and do it, but also don't let, you know, perfectionism get in your way of actually starting to produce something. And if you realize after you've been doing it, trying it out for a little while, it's not working, go back, take a minute and see if it's just the offer that's not working or if it's something in your system that's broken, really analyze it. See what's going on, not just give up, throw in the towel or keep going down a rabbit hole that will never produce. So really it's balancing perfectionism versus quality and staying the course long enough to figure out if it's going to work and realizing when you need to not necessarily abandon the idea, but look at the way it was packaged, you know, really look at what's, what your offer is and make sure that it was um, validated well enough. Okay. Those two big pieces. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Josh. Uh, I think so. That's it. Uh, that's it for today. I will stop the, uh, uh, any, any last piece of words that you would like to say? Um, I, my big mantra constantly in this and what I tell everybody is that the online education space and building courses and coaching is absolutely exploding in a good way. And you're always going to have those trolls in, the, in your comments. And, um, you know, like I had one yesterday, you know, and on, on an ad I was running and, you know, it's like, don't let those types of things get you because like, particularly when you're, you're building a course, you're coaching, you get so emotionally invested in it. Little teeny things can be like a dagger, you know, it's just like, oh, and then you get dissuaded, you know, like, oh my God, nobody likes me this is going to be horrible. You know, don't let those little things dissuade you from, you know, going in there and trying it and, you know, finding out if people really do want what you're doing. And, you know, sometimes it's a hard lesson that people don't initially have a need for what you're doing, or you can't find those people that need it. But 
99% of the time, somebody else out there wants your knowledge and never devalue your knowledge, you know, and as, you know, as Russell Brunson would say, you know, and, you know, great marketer is if they pay, they pay attention. And, you know, professors don't work for free. Teachers don't work for free, you know, and when you're buying a book, that book wasn't free. Don't be afraid to charge for your knowledge. You know, that was actually one of the things for me being a teacher before I gave a lot of knowledge away, but I was still getting a salary. So I really wasn't really giving it away is you can give bits of knowledge to flex that you know what you're doing and you can give um, value to your community. But at the end of the day, don't be afraid to give them a product you charge for. Cause there's okay. a lot of people that that is a huge mental hurdle that they think they should just keep giving, 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 and giving. At some point, don't be afraid to charge for it because as, um, as I was alluding to before, like Russell Brunson says, if you pay, you pay attention. And it actually helps a lot of those people because they have an investment in what they're doing. And if you're giving that value, whether it be for personal reward, if you're in something like a mental health space or if you're in personal development, yeah, they might not receive an immediate use my system, you can 10X your marketing or if you use my system, you will have updating up more continuity, whatever it is. You, what you can do is you can still charge for those services and still feel okay about it. And that's, you know, it's perfectly fine. That, that's been one of the things my coaching clients, a lot of the hurdle for them is realizing it is okay to charge. Yeah. Still give value to your community, give back to the space. You know, if you see somebody struggling, give them a little assistance but don't be afraid that at the end of the day to have a business related around your um, knowledge because knowledge is power. Power is um, currency and currency is um, exchanged um, for knowledge. So it is perfectly okay to do it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you for taking Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, um...